Hello everyone, welcome back to part two of the greatest Grey's Anatomy podcast of all time today specifically. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey and it is a beautiful day to continue a podcast. If you have stumbled on this episode first, please go back one episode. We are still in the um, phase of our journey where we are splitting each episode up because we have just so much to say. Um, so so much to make them easier to listen. We are splitting them up into one hour ish chunks. If you are on this one first, please go back one and listen to part one so that everything we say makes sense. Yes. And if you haven't yet hit that five star review button, hit that like button, that subscribe button, that follow button on Instagram at Gray's Academy pod, uh, go find my page at Carmen.Gabriel.Official. Go find Kelsey's page at Chaotically Kelsey. And make sure also uh, a big, big exciting news. If you haven't heard, we have a Discord for our... I feel like I said that weird. Discord. It's Discord. Uh, not Discord or Datgord or Dsgords. Uh, Discord. If we we just set that up and by we I mean Kelsey did all the hard work Um, she runs the Patreon I just do the recording but it is on there find it in our link tree on our Instagram find it in the link description for this episode follow it and uh, make sure to join these chats there's one where I talk and there's one where I'm not involved so you guys can say all the fucking shit you want about this Grey's show that we love so much and with that Kelsey, my friend, what are we going to talk about with this episode? Oh, yeah. And also, what do we start this episode with? Um, Everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland! Lightning strikes. Wow. Amazing. All right. We have two people. One man and one woman. It's, is it both our both our patients today? It's uh, it's Dave, Dave the Blowhole Man, and uh, it is... Um, Miss Sully, who is the mother of the girl in Gilmore Girls. You are 50% correct, but I'm not going to tell you which one is right. So you have to replace one of your guesses with a new guess. I'm going to replace the Gilmore Girls lady with the old woman who kisses Blowhole. Yes, you nailed it. Oh! You nailed it. God, so fucking good. <laughs> yes. Gosh, man, that was fun. That was fun. Well done. Well done. I'm proud of you. She was she was my second guess for mm-hmm. uh I was like, man, th- because she's the only one of the friends who gets a speaking line. No. It had to be significant. She has more speaking, but the other ones say things. Do they? I don't even remember that. They do. It's fine. Um, I was okay. too infatuated with their incredible bond their and bond. her. Yes. Uh, in, in case you guys have, if you stumbled upon this episode and you're like, ah, fuck it, I'll go back to the other one and listen to it later. Uh, actual tears, folks, literal <laughs> tears in that scene. So hear all um, about it in our first episode. Okay. Uh, so Larry Sullivan plays Dave Young. Uh, he was in three episodes of Scandal and one episode of Private Practice. Greta Sashetta, Sashetta, Greta Sashetta. Uh, played Yo, Shana. that's a dope name. <laughs> Please tell me that's actually how she says it. <laughs> I don't know. It's Greta and then S E S H E T A. Greta Sashetta eating some bruschetta, writing a letter with a feta in her cap. Boom. I'm a poet. That was beautiful. Thank you. Um, but she was in one episode of Private Practice. All right. Look at that. So, yeah. I do love Shondaland. How did we how did we even get here? How did we decide? And when was the first time that I did the crazy out, outlandish yelling, singing, living in Shondaland? I don't I even really know. I really don't know. But I think I've been doing living in Shondaland from the beginning, I think. Yeah, but like we made it a big deal. Like when did we start making it a big I don't know when deal? you started doing the sing songs, but I love them. Oh yeah. The, so the, the people, the people love it. <laughs> we got to give the people what they want. So true. What are we covering in this episode, my friend? Now that um, now that we've done We're going to start with um Meredith and George and their intern drama. 
Ugh. <laughs> so you know how I write. Um, have I showed you my my notes where I, like I notes. write the person's name yeah. and then I, I I go through and for anyone that hasn't seen or or you've skipped this episode or I think I I explain this I write like Meredith colon George colon and I like go down the list and for like a while by there plot point by character yeah so it's character and then if there's like for the the patient I'll write their notes within that line if there's um for a while there it was Izzy and Denny specifically had their own tab. Mm-hmm. Uh, Izzy and Alex or or Izzy and George, Derek and Meredith together, whatever. And for a while there, I was just writing interns. And I was like, I'm going to give them their own space in case I need to write notes. <laughs> and for so long, no. that line has gone blank. <laughs> but Not this today. one, so much fucking bullshit with these yeah. kids. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the children. I hate these children. <laughs> There are parts of this where I was like just laughing out loud. This is so funny to me because this is I'm like, I feel like this is so accurate to how sometimes people act at jobs like they are like fully the drama is just coming with us and we're not going to make any effort to hide it. And I'm like, it's not the vibe, but it's funny. And yeah. you know me, and I love some fucking tea. And this oh, is yeah. tea. This is drama <laughs> that I would like eat up. I'm like, I would be like, because it's not happening to me, right? But it's around me. I'd be like, oh, yes, bitch. Yeah. Like, this is a ride up my alley. <laughs> well, here's the thing. When we, uh, who's the guy with the black eye? Pierce. Pierce, right. I, I haven't, I'm so not invested in these interns <laughs> that I don't even remember any of their names. Yeah. Uh, so when they were going through these names of these people, I wrote them down, but like, I don't know, like uh, the girl's Megan. That's right. Yes. Right. Like she's, mm-hmm. uh, so when the guy walks in with the fucking shiner mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, what, what is happening? That looks <laughs> fresh. Where were you at? And then all of a sudden the girl comes in and she's crying. Like, and then the sobbing. other guy comes in with his wrist. And I'm like, okay, guys, this is and Meredith and George say nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Not only do they say nothing, they're actively like, we should definitely ignore this. Because it's professional, not it's, it's personal, <laughs> not professional. Oh my god. Which like, I don't know interns. if you've ever been involved in workplace drama, but I think typically managers sometimes get involved pretty quickly. Uh they exclusively get involved. They yeah. that's the job that I just don't and they're not managers, right? Like Meredith and George aren't managers, but they're leading the interns. Well, Bailey says you have to manage it. Right. Afterwards. <laughs> after she yeah. sees them kind of like not managing it. Not <laughs> crashing In and burning. Any way. Uh, yeah. So basically at some point Yeah they're doing Something oh Meredith and Christina Are talking and Pierce comes up with the black eye And Meredith's like should we ask about it and Christina's Like no because then he would tell us <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which typical Christina no. Which is like that is where Christina and I Differ I would immediately be like bro Who punched you what'd you do <laughs> Right Give me the tea I fucking but then the that. other thing you guys I'm a gossip I don't even give a shit yeah I'm a gossip and I don't feel bad about it because I will say if given the opportunity I it's not like I'm saying something behind someone's back and then acting differently to their face like if I'm oh, saying like this confirm. person annoys yeah. me then to their face I'm gonna be like listen we're not really friends okay I don't we're not we're not vibing we can exist together but like this I'm not gonna act a different way so it's not i'm not two-faced i just love gossip all right i love other people's drama and i love so when they finally get that ryan guy to talk and he's like spilling the tea and he's like oh wait no this text message i'm like this is in my element i fucking love it yeah it was they they wrote they wrote the characters and the scene and all of this together really well it is very funny uh, it's just so annoying because it's, they're it's like, a, it's, it is annoying because they're doing, especially when they're like doing it in front of the patients. And when Steve like right. fully knocks that like sick man over, I'm like, all right, <laughs> he's walking around I'm with like, an no. IV and he knocks him over. Yeah. Th- that's where I'm like, okay, it's not funny, but the, just the overall concept and like the way that it's delivered to me 
10 out of 10. Hilarious. Perfection. Yeah. No notes. Yeah. Also, I'm really glad that George was a part of the storyline because my gosh, the scene when what's what's the guy's name who ends up spilling it all? What was his, his name? Ryan. When Ryan finally breaks and he's like, all right, I'll tell you everything. Jo- you, George and Meredith are playing the good cop, bad cop. And George wants so hard. He's like, listen, man, I just, I really, I need you to tell me because you don't, you won't like you the alternative. You don't want her to drag it out of you. You just yeah. need to tell me. Like, I also wrote good cop, bad cop, because that was like, yeah. the perfect. And also like, that's like such a perfect dynamic for the two of them. Like, I just thought that was yeah. so funny. I yeah. love this story. And it's like, this storyline is more light compared to the rest of the episode. Although like, the reality of it is not like the reality of it is like, mm, that's a lot. Pretty insane. Yeah. <laughs> pretty terrifying. Um, but just like, it's a little more goobery than the rest of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's also, it's funny to me because so in, in that scene, like George is acting through his face. So he's so, mm-hmm. it's so good. When yeah. he, and he, and when Meredith goes, oh, okay, here we go. And then George is like, oh, I tried. He's like, I'm sorry, guy. Like, yeah. You could have had me, but yeah. you picked wrong. Yeah. And we have to bully this out of you. Yeah. So, so it's just yeah, so, so Meredith funny. and George are doing a post-op on one of the patients. And um, that's when Megan is in there like sniffling and sobbing in front of the patient. And... Pierce is in there with his big giant black eye and then Steve comes in with his bloody ass fucking hand and Meredith's trying to talk to the patient and she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to listen to you, but like, are they supposed to look like this? Because (laughs) what the fuck? And aren't they supposed to be doctors? To which George responds, we're going to reserve judgment on that for the time being, which is so funny. Yeah. Um, Luckily, she's not going into a procedure because she'd be like, I don't want any yeah, of you the, doctors. None of this, please. None of this. Um, so it's so funny. Um, George and Meredith are talking about how they're going to ignore it. And Bailey overhears and she's like, what? And so then later on, she approaches them. And she's like, what is going on? Like, get your interns together. And they're like, no, no, that's personal. We're giving them their space. And she's like, oh, you think I wanted to get involved in your personal life? And George goes, we were not that bad. And she's like, oh, let me just list the ways that you were absolutely the exact same <laughs> fucking way. <laughs> she brought back the Elvad wire thing again, which I think is like, at this point, it's just comedic that they're like, yeah. well, I mean, remember that time Izzy killed someone with an Elvad wire? It's all Lol, fine. So fu- so good. Uh, <laughs> raffle copter. God. That will always be my favorite abbreviation for rolling on the floor laughing. Mm-hmm. And my brother, Michael, taught me that. Raffle copter. <laughs> so, yeah, hilarious. Great, great acting. Um, you know, with uh, just... Because, <laughs> um, they what were they? They're in the, they're in one of the surgeries. Was it when they were in the surgery watching um, Dave's Dave's face transplant? And he's like home wrecker. Yeah, and that's and they're like, all right, guys, get the f- go outside. What yeah, the fuck? She's like, she kicks them out, and she that's when they take Ryan, and that's when they do good cop bad cop. And George is like, that, oh, that's right, that's right. You got to talk to us. Just tell us. And he's like, it's not my place. It's not my place. And then Meredith's like, I will rip you a new asshole if you do not fucking tell me what's going on with your stupid ass friends. So then Ryan's like, okay, so Megan and Pierce were together, and they broke up for a little while. And while they were broken up, she slept with Steve. But then her and Pierce got back together and now steve is all like i love you and steve sent an email to megan about how they slept together but he accidentally hit reply all so it went to everybody and then oh oh wait but there was this text message that went out and i didn't see the text message i just heard about the text. i'm like this is this is me i love it so much this remind the way he did the way he did that uh monologue though reminded me a lot of no notes it was like yeah perfect it was very uh michael pena from uh ant-man Yes. When he's going through the heist uh, recap. So kudos to Ryan and the acting on that. It was just so very good. good. So good. Uh, also, like Meredith and George being like exacerbated by the whole story. They're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> they, they they do a pan away. They do literally. It's like the 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 volume at the end of a, of a song where it kind of fades. 
you there there's so much happening that the that the conversation that Ryan has it kind of fades out as a transition scenes. Like that's how yeah. much is happening here in this. There's so much to unpack. I love it. It's hilarious. So funny. Super like, unprofessional. But so like, annoyed as though you know George wasn't sleeping with Meredith and then Izzy and then Olivia and Alex was sleeping with Olivia while sleeping with it. Like like they were not doing the same fucking bullshit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So they take. They get all this information sorted out and they take Pierre, Steve and Megan into the bathroom and give them a good solid lecture. And she's like, this is what you're going to do. Like Pierce, go fucking fix your face. Steve, go get your hand stitched up and Megan go to the OB because you're fucking pregnant. And now you don't <laughs> know which one of these two assholes is the dad. Congratulations yeah. on that. And then um, they leave and George just, just goes, that was very Bailey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was funny. It was a good scene. It's uh, also, it almost makes me a little bit annoyed because they're using at this point, the exact same storyline in private practice where uh, Violet doesn't know if it's oh, right. uh, Pete or Sheldon. Sheldon yeah if it's if it's the dad and I'm like okay guys like we don't need that many mirrors between these two shows but it's okay because I'm here for it still <laughs> um well and also earlier in the episode when Meredith is telling Megan and Steve to stop being annoying but they keep trying to interrupt her and George is like you don't want to talk while she's talking you really don't want to don't talk don't talk while she's talking and Meredith's like don't talk while I'm talking. <laughs> he's like I tried to I tried to warm me up it is I so it so much I feel like that's almost how, like, if you and I were in a situation like that, I'd be like, listen, guys, I, you just need to, I know, Kelsey, I need you to just shut the fuck up for a second. Talk to me. Let's go get a coffee together. She will kill you. (laughs) There will be no fun if she's involved. Yeah. But she I'm the fun guy. Yeah. 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 Oh, goodness gracious. What's like the... Have you have you ever been involved in a workplace drama that was this intense? Yes. Oh. oh. No, not this intense, but like mine was more like someone started a rumor that I was at the center of and it was a very ridiculous rumor and there were like witness statements made and then the managers came and like took me aside and they were like, oh, we know the truth. Oh, we're on your side. And the other person the rumor was about was also like, had been very um, proactive about it. And he was the one that like went to the leadership and was like, this person is saying shit. Also the person that was saying shit was like my superior. So that Mm. was like super fucked up. And so he like went to the leadership and he was like, this is a situation I can like prove that this didn't happen. Also like, obviously this didn't happen because it was like a very absurd rumor. Um, But like, He just thought it was, like, super fucked up that the person in charge of me was the one that was saying it. So then, like, she actually ended up getting in, like, a lot of trouble. Um, But the managers came to me and they're like, we're, like, you know, we're, we understand, like, what happened. Like, we're sorry this is happening. And I was just super embarrassed because I was like, this shouldn't be part of your job. Like, this this is, like, fucking middle school bullshit. So... It's like, obviously, when it happens to you, it's more embarrassing. I said, I know I love tea and I do love tea, but, like... It, uh, it it can be super embarrassing. Well, for me, it was like it was a rumor. So that's very different than like this thing that actually in this episode, this like actually went down. Yeah, but it's just annoying <laughs> when people just fucking lie. But that's also kind of like why I think this is like relatable, because there is always drama in the fucking workplace. Like, yes, they were actually doing all this, but like even in mine, I'm like, I didn't do anything. People are just saying shit because they're bored. <laughs> right. So it was like silliness. Yeah. I've never, I've never been, no, I've never been uh, involved in anything like that. But I will say that I've, I've been witness, like I've been Michael Jackson eating popcorn in a movie theater yes. to some pretty intense tea. Uh, there was one job I was at where there was rumors and it was speculation. Uh, so nothing was ever confirmed, but there was a girl who had a husband who was in the military and it was, and there was uh, like one of the guys at work was going through a divorce and there was like rampant rumors that they were fucking while Mm -hmm. her husband was away 
on military duty. And it was like, as I look back on it now, I think I believe it. Like they were inseparable (laughs) and they would like disappear for like hours, like at work. And no one ever said, we're like, what, where the fuck are, like, where do they go? Um, they would take their lunches together. It was wild. And like, even when all of us would hang out, like as a group, like outside of work, because like they were both part of our, our friend group. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was like, guys, where, where did they go? They just were like, we're, we're at a Mexican restaurant. Where did they go? Uh, so it was like, it was like weird. Um, but that was always kind of like it's, but that was one of those situations where like the tea was discussed also within the friend group when they weren't there. So Mm -hmm. it was a little bit behind the back. Uh, I never confronted them about it. I was like, this is not my monkey, not my circus, but I will have fun speculating and commenting on this shit to other people. Um, to this day, I don't know what happened, you know? I don't know. And it's also like, I do, like, I don't want to make assumptions because, like, obviously, like, it is annoying when, like, you are just friends with someone and, like, there's rumors simply solely because you exist as opposite right. sexes. Right. Like, but, you know, sometimes, it, so, like, when Michael and I first started dating, we super kept it a secret because he was also my superior. <laughs> Lol. Um, but it was not this kind of superior where it wasn't allowed. It was allowed at the one level that we were at. It wasn't the right. two levels where it's not allowed. Um, and so, but we like never really worked together. And when we did, we like really didn't interact because we were trying really hard to stay professional because at the same time, there were other people in our same like breakdowns that were dating and the guy was being super shitty and like doing like, he would just put her in like wherever she wanted to go and like favoritism and like all this dumb bullshit. So because that was happening at the same time, we like didn't want to like get, swept up and like people assume we were doing the same thing. So we would like never talk to each other at work. And so then when it came out, like we basically like when we put it on Facebook that we were dating, people were like, what the fuck? Like, have you ever spoken to each other? And I was like, (laughs) yeah. Um, but that means you did it right. You did it right. So people were like, cause I remember I, another relationship came out like a month, a couple months later. And I was like, do you guys believe that they were dating? Like, I'm, I can't believe that this is wild. And this girl that I worked with turned to me and was like, you realize this is all of our reaction when it came out that you and and Michael were dating. Right. And I was like, no, I did not realize (laughs) that. Thank you for enlightening me. (laughs) That is too funny. Yeah. Yeah. Work, workplace drama is fun. But also to an extent, it's to an extent. It can be fun, but it can also be the worst. But I do love tea. Yeah, it's. I will say it's way less fun. I think as an adult, because I'm like, okay, you guys, like you're like you're adults. It was funny. It's annoying your whole life. Everyone's like, oh, it'll be better when you're out of middle school. It'll be better when you're out of high school. It'll be better after college. No, it won't. Stop lying. Just yeah. say no one ever grows up and everyone is always on petty bullshit. Just say that because that is yeah. more accurate. Just be like, guys, get used to it now because it's never going to stop. Yeah. Because that is the truth. <laughs> and also the people who do it in high school don't change. They yeah. don't grow out of it. Mm-mm. I don't know. We didn't it's like just... have drama in high school. Maybe that's oh, why man. I love it so much now because there was like not that much drama in high school because there weren't boys. And right, yeah, there was a lot, like a lot of drama. Of what drama is. Yeah. Uh, so. Man, my high school was like, oh, did you hear who just fucked in the bathroom? <laughs> I'm like, Christ. what the, f- what? <laughs> no, but tell Yikes. me. Oh, gosh. My was not like that. Yeah, mine was. Anyways, um, any more things to say on this storyline before we get to that other thing that was going on? Uh, I have a lot to say about. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to say... I'm glad I'm I'm curious what the what the rest of the storylines look like. And also it's just I I need to know because I've never written a show, obviously, before, mm-hmm. and everything that we do here is improv. Uh which is I think a, a stronger skill to have and we're incredible. Um They're both uh, usable yes, skills. Yes, I was being sarcastic. That was <laughs> improv, Kelsey. Uh, <laughs> yes, and um, Yes, and I just need to know in the writer room when they're like when they're mapping out these shows and like the timeline, 
how they pick and choose. Okay, the interns benefit us this episode. The interns are non-existent in this episode. Like how they go back and forth. uh, It's just it's funny to me. Or like when we when George was non-existent for six weeks. Yeah, Mm, George does not serve our purpose right now, but he does now. Yeah, it's just it's. I'm just curious how they you know uh, make those choices. Make those choices. Yeah. Um, it's good stuff, though. It's fucking great. Also, yeah. they have been negotiating the past couple days on the writer's strike. So, like, fingers oh. crossed, pay your writers. We're really, really hoping that this re- is resolved and the, the writers and actors are paid fairly because this is fucking bullshit. It's been, like, over 100 days. Like, it's not hard to pay people what they're worth when you're making yeah. billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. So we stand with SAG-AFTRA and the WGA. It's true. We do. And we hope uh, that the studios make the right choice. Absolutely. Um, we also stand for an uninterrupted rest of this episode after a quick word from our regional sponsors. And we are back. The rest of this episode is going to be all about Derek's bullshit and predictions. So, cause, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you Can kick us off? guess how I feel <laughs> about Derek in this episode? Oh. <laughs> the notes are not flattering. Yeah. Who now, was it? Now, that... now, these scenes are great. Yes. The, the yes. Ep- acting and execution, incredible. Yes. Oh, my God. But fuck Derek Shepard. Yeah. <laughs> who who was it that recently you had shared uh, on Instagram that said they were they were part of the anti Derek fan club or whatever oh, it was? Yeah, that was good. Maybe it was. It may have. Mm. Was it Josie or? Um, it may have been Josie. Okay. Yes, um, actually, it was. It was because when I saw that post, I was like, "Hey," because I I remember she had followed you and yes, me, but was. she like hadn't followed the Gray's podcast. I was like, "Oh, this clearly is not a fan." I don't know how this person found us, but she's not a fan of Gray's Academy. <laughs> and when I saw that you shared that, I messaged her and I was like, "Hey, I'm so sorry. I try to reach out sooner. Um, this threw me off, but hello, hi, I'm here. Thanks for being on the journey." Uh, so that's right. It was Josie. That's what sparked me reaching out to her and adding. Yeah. Um, and by the way, you, this is now two shoutouts in two episodes. So you're great. Keep up <laughs> the amazing work, and we're glad to have you as a friend. Yes. Um. So yeah, I'm fully. I love it when people agree with me that Derek is the worst. Because let me just say, most people do not agree with that. Well, most people he's, who are writing their feelings on the internet. Yeah, he's not. He's not that great in these couple of episodes. And I'm trying to be understanding because he's gone through a hard time but like the whole point of this episode is Derek shut the fuck up everyone goes through these hard times so yep anyways all right you you kick us off my dear dear friend okay so Derek is still in the woods it's been three days since he hit the ring he hasn't talked to anybody he's fucking drunk which you did predict that he was going to be drunk hey oh good one in the Carmen column um so Bailey has tried to call him. The chief is still disintegrating because he doesn't know how to exist and run a hospital. Apparently if Derek isn't there kissing his ass. So, <laughs> um, Bailey's like, damn, I really need to go to go get Derek back because you know, the chief is just crumbling and Callie's like, yeah, well, have you called him? And Bailey's like, yeah, he's, he won't take my call. And Callie's like, mm, well, don't know what to tell you. And then she basically is like, well, you need to go to the woods. And Kelly's like, no, I can't go to the woods because I don't like bugs. Fair point. Honestly. Yeah. Um, also, we haven't established that they have like a great relationship. Like, why would Derek care I mean, about what she Callie says? says? She's like, I don't know him. She's like, yeah, I don't know. That's that what man. I'm saying. And, and Bailey says, well, it doesn't matter if you know him. Like, you've been through the same thing. Like, you've you've gone through the same, you know, patient loss. So just go get him back. And Callie's like, you're a bully. And she's like, yeah, well, it's because it fucking works, which is a fair point. Uh, <laughs> so Callie goes to the woods and she finds Derek and he's a drink in his little turkey off drinking himself. Blah, blah, blah. It was also I need to point out that like before we see them start to interact, 
they have all these like beautiful nature cut scenes. And I'm like, oh, we're going to see Derek out in the woods fly fishing. No, he's just fucking drunk at his airstream. Yep. Yep. <laughs> what a misdirect. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is mean. She tries to connect. She tries to relate. And he's like, well, but like, what do you do since you're such a bad person? Like, how do you live with the fact that you're a murderer? I feel shitty, and everyone who doesn't feel shitty should feel shitty. Shit! I must drag everyone down with me. I'm not here to listen to anyone's emotions. (sighs) And then she's like, okay, (laughs) yeah. She's like, I am going to tell you this heartbreaking story. And he's like, okay, well, fuck you. Tell me how to get through this then. And she's like, um, hand me that beer. She's like... (laughs) I'm now trapped. She's like, he's like, well, what did you do? You know, how do you deal with the fact that you're responsible for taking him away from everyone who loves him? Oh, okay. And you're not special, Derek. And it started out like the, in that, in that moment, I was like, he's like, oh yeah, he's asking how, how she lived with it. And he's like, how do you live with it? And I'm like, whoa, bro, calm down. Yeah. He's like, no, no. How do you look yourself in the mirror? I'm like, oh, all right, dude, it's enough. I'm over you. Yeah. I'm over you. And then um, we have another, another fucking victim. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, I do want to shout out the line when she says, isn't it early for that? And he says, you sound like my mother. And she says, I met your lo- mother and I liked her. Yeah. Yes. yes we um, all stand, Mrs. Shepard. So, um, she yeah so she stays in the woods so then um bailey goes to hunt and she's like hey i need you to go get both of these people because you know maybe she's there or maybe she's being murdered i don't know my mind goes to weird places which like relatable um bailey on like her true crime spiral of why people aren't showing back up is so me (laughs) um so she sends hunt out and well she he's like i'm not gonna do that And she's like, well, no, but you are. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. And she's like, but I'm Bailey. And he goes, people don't say no to you, do they? Yeah. She's like, now when I say please, and I am saying please. Yeah. It was funny because he's, so she says to him, what is it? What exactly does she say? I have this note written somewhere. Um, But she's like, you survived a war. I know you can do this. And Hunt's like, oh, I know I can do this. I'm but telling I'm you I don't want to. to. <laughs> I don't. I can. Like, mm, I just no, don't no. want to. No, no, sir. That's not how we do things around these parts. Oh, gosh. That was just so funny. Because I like that they're giving him a little bit of like a comedic timing to him. Uh, they're also so he's not like just... having him interact with more people than just Christina. Yes. Yes. Which, which is, is nice. Excuse me. Um, so he goes out and he finds them and, um, he tells a very heartbreaking story and Derek does the same thing where he's like, I'm going to need you to be dragged on down to my level and feel like shit. Because if I feel like shit, everyone has to feel like shit. No one can have differing opinions than me. Um, and so Hunt is upset. Oh, also worth noting, Derek says, I thought you would talk about Iraq. And he says, I don't talk about Iraq, obviously, like not processing his trauma. Um, which like no shame, just worth noting. Um, and so he's like, the point is, you know, you come back and you save more people. And Derek's like, but I don't want to do that. I want to cry and be drunk in my trailer. Um, and so Owen, what does Owen say? Uh, oh, Derek says, you go dead inside. You go dead inside because if you actually felt it, if you let yourself feel that, there's no way you're going back. And that's when Hunt starts drinking. And I'm like, okay, but like, that's true. To an it's extent. It's called being I mean, a doctor, though. You have to disconnect. Like, yeah. yes, you, sh- you should be affected by death, but it if you are so affected by death that you have to end your career, then yeah, you can't be a doctor. So there is a happy, a happy middle ground. Like, I don't know what your point is. He has no point. It's just misery. Misery loves company. Apparently. This is why I hate this man. 
Well, it also is not the only reason, but it's one of many. (laughs) Right. Um, It was at this moment that I thought there's got to be something illegal about all of these doctors now on the clock drinking. Yes. They're just there because there was an episode where uh, in Scrubs where Turk and JD are out somewhere and they like they have one beer and they come back and they're on call. And they're like, there's no way we'll get called. They have one beer and they show up and Dr. Cox is like, I smell alcohol in your breath. Get the fuck out of my, <laughs> my, my, my hospital. Mm-hmm. So like, what is yeah, happening? I don't know what and, the and rules are, but at I least, definitely don't think they should be drinking when they're on. At least Callie and Owen. Right. Like, Derek, I think is like off. Like he's like not like it's more known that he's just not there. Yeah. And also when Hunt said, I cleared my schedule to watch the surgery, dude, you work in the trauma. You work in <laughs> the ER. I made sure there will be no traumas. Right. Like, dude, you can't. Uh, we point. redirected them. That. That's so we funny. redirected them all to the top 10 hospitals. To a we're, shittier hospital. Yeah. We're, yeah. We, we're number 12, but we directed all of our incoming traumas to number 13. So good luck, bitches. <laughs> yeah. I'm really invested in another surgery more so than saving lives today. God. Gosh, yeah, that was a weird one. But yeah, and Callie just fucking said, ah, I don't need to go back. That's all right. Yeah, I hope nobody has broken bones. Derek has awoken something inside of me that only a beer can cure. Yep. So. Annoying. Anyways. So then Bailey goes to Richard and she's like, gosh, this scene is so funny. How are you feeling? And he's like, I'm okay. Like, you know kind of on edge but you know really looking forward to Sloan's surgery you know hoping Derek gets his shit together soon you know just it's okay and she's like all right I'm not I'm not your fucking therapist and he's like well then why did you ask me <laughs> I love that it's he's like you you asked Bailey gosh she's so funny she's and so funny so she's like so I lost Hunt and Torres because I sent them to get Derek and they did not come back so they're either dead or kidnapped um or you know they're just out with him wherever uh my bad i was trying to help i just simply made it worse so sorry um so how should we proceed because i Um, believe that calling the police to save our dead friends is the next yeah (laughs) because i'm very close to calling the police because i think a serial killer has them roasting on a spick um a one-armed man i think she said yeah Um, yeah so my mind it just goes there (laughs) same girls same so then weber goes and when i tell you that this is one of the best scenes in this entire show i stand by that well hold on before before you before you say this this, Mm -hmm. i was a little bit annoyed with this scene and how funny it was to start because it like obviously kicks off with Weber going like, dude, what, what the fuck guys? Yeah. This is, I'm trying to run a hospital, not a fucking bar. Yeah. So, but it comes milliseconds after the scene where I'm sitting there crying like a little boy. And it's like, it's don't call my friend ugly. Look at these blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You're a survivor and it's written all over your face. Richard goes to the trailer. (laughs) I'm like, I even wrote down. I was like, guys, I need some transition. Like, I hope that there was a commercial here when this was live because I was, I was like laughing, but I was kind of pissed. I was like, I didn't get to process this trauma I'm currently dealing with right now. (laughs) Watching Dave go through this with his new friends from the internet. I need some time. Weber, calm down. Uh, so Weber goes to the trailer and he um, he's like, uh, we've all been there. Callie says we've said that we've all had losses. He knows that we show up the next day and Owen's like, yeah, we covered that. And Richard says, OK, what about this? Nothing we do can stop death, Derek. Shut the fuck up with your bitching verbatim. Uh, we ho- yep, we can, can hold confirm. it at bay now and then. But everyone dies. And that's not on us. That's true. Okay, all true. They yeah. are trying their best. Derek was trying his best. Did he make a mistake and kill somebody? Yes. No one's arguing that it was like because of him. For some reason, he just can't get past that. 
and again, I know I've made this point before, but I do think that there is something to the trajectory of the arc coming off of the trial, coming off of that when he was really upset about that teenager, coming off of the rich, uh, or William, the patient that was on death row, calling him a murderer, saying they are the same. Um, and like, it does make sense, but it's still annoying to me to watch. Absolutely. Um, uh, Derek says, I took a pregnant woman in for a simple surgery and I botched it. That is on me. I should feel badly about that. And you should feel badly. Well, cause while I was out here, you sent Meredith out here expecting a ring. Why would you do that? Why in God's name would you do that? And Richard says, I was trying to help. She didn't want to come. She wanted to leave you alone. And Derek says, you were trying to help yourself, not me yourself. I hit the ring in the woods. You destroyed me. And then he goes in the trailer and Callie and Owen are like, this is so uncomfortable. I don't know where to look. What do I do now? Because we can't get back in our car and drive because we're drunk now. Yeah. <laughs> like. Um. So that's awkward for them. And then it cuts back to um, the, the surgery. Um, but then when it comes back again, this is like when I, this is the scene that I'm like, this shit is fucking gold the writing is gold the acting is gold i hate derek this is a fucking incredible scene like him screaming richard get out is like seared in my memory forever like the way that patrick dempsey delivers that is like it's so raw and like i'm like yes this person is drunk because there's a certain kind of like scream that you are not going to do when you're sober and this is it and I have this whole thing too, because it is worth reading. So there's a lot of get out. No, get out. No, Richard, get out. No, uh, Richard says I've destroyed lives before several. In fact, and yours is not one of them. I sent the woman you love out here to help you. I sent the woman who loves you out here to bring you back to your life. If you ruined it with her, that's on you. I don't accept it. You're scared. You're drunk. You don't know which way is up. You threw a punch at your best friend. You threw a ring at Meredith. And now you're trying to throw me out. I'm not accepting it because I'm older than you. And I have been where you are. You have been drunk for a few days. I was drunk for years. And I know that you're going to need at least one friend when you decide to come out of that hole you're digging. I hope you come out of it soon. I'll be here when you do. That is 10 out of 10. There's a lot Incredible to unpack Incredible with that scene. delivery. Yeah. So fucking good. I also, this is another one I think of all the time. You've been drunk for a few days. I was drunk for years. I don't know why that's just always like in my head. Like I just remember that when I think of like Richard and that whole storyline. Uh, and then Derek says, I don't think I can get her back. And Richard goes, well, did you call her? It's like, what am I going to say? And Richard says, I had an affair for years. And when Adele found out, she took me back. You can make your way back from anything. Man. But that scene to go from, All like, of it. I mean, it is at like a thousand with the emotion. And then it just like comes down and levels back out. And I feel like that's so real because sometimes when you're having really intense arguments with people, like you have the explosion of like screaming and like hitting the wall. And then you're like, all right, I got it out. We can actually like hear each other out and talk now. And I think that's like very well displayed in this scene specifically. Yeah. So let's, let's break this into three parts. So mm -hmm. the first part on, on in the front outside, Mm -hmm. Weber comes up Starts going through his boxes He's like alright I am the inspector I'm here I have some boxes <laughs> I need to check And Callie's like yep got it Hunt's like yep got it we got it we got it And, and like, Weber fine. does what about this one bitch Yeah this is the This is the, the, the Part of the paper that got stuck on the last page Of the, of the <laughs> copy machine and you didn't Bring it with you Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he has a good point. He's like, doctors don't stop death. Everybody dies. And everyone fucking dies. Uh, the voiceover in this at some point, Meredith is like, there are doctors who choose not to have friends because the, their mindset is this is just someone that I will have to be sad about dying at some point, which is a and sad way to live. It is a sad way to live. It's, but that is life. Yeah. Doctors just have a different part of that life. And 
They're just looking at it through a different lens. Yeah, yeah. But anyone and, and, can look at life that way, doctor or not. Yeah, I I think that you you have one of the the more profound thoughts about like why this is affecting Derek so much. Like clearly, it's coming on the back of all of these things, and mm-hmm. he wants so badly to not be a murderer that he's going to the extreme end of, I lost a life. I don't deserve to be a doctor. I don't deserve to live. How how can I deserve to get past this? Yeah. He's throwing himself a pity party, not a pithy party. Mm-hmm. And it just it, it's consuming everything around him. But the thing that I really don't like is he goes and he immediately blames Weber. He's like, you ruined me because you told Meredith about the ring. She, also, she did not go there expecting a ring. Yeah. She went there and she's like, Weber told me you have this ring. Like, so that's okay. so yeah and like i don't ag- he sh- weber should not have told her that I right agree. i agree that is true I agree that. Yes. but i don't think she was like i'll go out there and he'll propose she no. was like okay this is a fair point to be like yes he does like still want to like be with me because he's like ready to propose so like he's in this relationship so i can go and like be there for him because like that's where we are in our relationship together right uh, the middle part is the yelling match inside the tr- the trailer. So good. I also agree. When like I wrote this down when he goes, "You've been drunk for a few days. I was drunk for years." Oh my yeah. fuck! That mm-hmm. the 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 thing is, is you just summed up alcoholism in in one sentence. Yeah, and I sometimes lives like and yeah, yeah. There are. I I want to take a a moment here and say that I understand and recognize it. Uh, dependency on alcohol or any kind of abuse of a substance Mm -hmm. is is a disease and there are people who are susceptible to that there's science that shows that i want to just have a hard line there um the fact that like we you see derek coping through alcohol you see callie coping in that scene where she's like yeah give me give me a fucking beer yeah and then owen doesn't turn it down there's Mm -hmm. it's they show the beginnings of how you can have a slippery slope with abuse and you see Weber who's come out of it. And he's like, I'm older. I lived through this. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. And I'm going to be like all this shit that you're saying, you're blaming me for all of this. And I'm still going to be here because I know you need a friend on the other side. And and I recognize that because I needed a fucking friend on the other side. Also, Adele this was is on clearly the other side. someone who's done the work because you can you're healthy enough to say I don't accept it. Like, yeah, there are things that are my fault. This is not one of them. Yeah. You can try and put this on me, but it is not on me. Like, I don't accept it. He's like, yes, I have ruined people's lives and I accept that yours is not one of them. This is on you, dude. And you're not going to put it on me. Because then, you know, you can't come out of this part of like the self-actualization of like getting through something like this is realizing where blame and responsibility lies. And if all you're doing is putting it on other people, then you're not going to be able to come out of it. And that's on therapy. Yeah. So Derek clearly needs some. But I really like think the shouting match part, like just the get out, no, get out, no back and forth. Like, I think that's really well done. And I think it's super easy when um, scenes like this and interactions like this in shows and movies can get so melodramatic and like not believable. And I just think they both do a really good job at like the escalation and like how it builds, Um, because I just think like it can be really like. It's when you have scenes where people are screaming, it's I think easy to be like, well, that's over dramatic. But like this one, it just, I just think is so raw and like honest and um, authentic to like us, an interaction like that would be, especially because you have the background of like the mentor mentee, almost like father figure aspect of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, plus like, yeah, the background of Richard being an alcoholic and coming out of it. Yeah. It's just all like, Oh, chef's kiss. Like, gold writing gold acting like yeah amazing and then when you break it down into that last piece it's it's kind of i don't want i don't want to say it's cliche because i feel like that's a negative connotation but i actually really enjoy the fact that they brought it back to when derek is like i think i lost her and then yeah. weber is just like dude have you even turned your phone on the last three yeah. days did you call her yeah. 
And it's just, I think it's a really cool scene writing wise where they bring it back to Derek lost all of this. He's feeling Mm -hmm. all of these emotions and the period at the end of the sentence is I don't want to lose Meredith. Yeah. But like, you got to put the fucking work in. You got to fucking call her. Mm -hmm. So, uh, walk us through, uh, unless there's anything else you want to add with those scenes, um, how we get to the breakdown at the end with Meredith and Derek. Hang on one second. I want to like check on, because I, uh, I know there are awards. I'm checking on to see if there were nominations for this, um, season, what they were. Patrick Dempsey got a People's Choice Award this 2009 for favorite TV actor. And Gray's got one for favorite TV drama. Um, Primetime Emmys. And then nine. Um, no. Uh, and then. No, I think that was it. No, wait. Teen Choice Awards. Yeah, well, that doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, it does count. Um, okay. God, this is such a good show. But yeah, I just like <laughs> think it's such a shame that this one was not nominated for... I agree. Specifically. Um, but James Pickens Jr., who is um, Weber, was nominated this year, 2009, for Outstanding um, Supporting Actor for a drama series for the NAACP image awards. Oh, and nice. so was Chandra. So, um, well maybe. deserved for both of them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. So yeah, I just wanted to shout that out. Um, because that's some good ass shit. Uh, okay. So the Meredith and Derek scene at the end, we get a little bit of a, Leia and uh, Han moment. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. So <sighs> Meredith goes to the trailer because Derek called and was like, come to the trailer. He says, thanks for coming. She says, thanks for calling. He says, I love you. She says, I know. He says, I love, would you still love me if I wasn't a surgeon? And then she says, no, because of Izzy. And she leaves the scans and leaves. What's interesting to me. It's not exactly because of Izzy. What's interesting to me is that this man says he loves her. What? What does he not say, Carmen? He doesn't say he's sorry. Does not apologize. Because he's a fucking asshole. (laughs) I am livid. Well, we don't. I think that he. Hold on. Let's assume that he apologized on the phone because we I'm don't see the phone that call. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't. I, I also don't assumption. actually believe that he apologized <laughs> on the phone. He didn't. He didn't apologize. He didn't. No, he did not. But you have to remember, Kelsey, he killed someone. So he doesn't have all of his feelings are justified. No he doesn't have to say sorry. lost a patient. Nope. So he feels bad. So he doesn't have to apologize for anything. Nothing. Ever. Nothing at all. Because he has yeah. nice hair. Yeah. That's how I, I feel, though. I hate him so much. Okay. <sighs> okay. Oh my God, I got off my chest. <laughs> I do want to at least put an asterisk. It's not. No, I have what Meredith actually said. Okay. Um, okay. Go ahead. I agree with away. what you're saying. No, because Izzy has skin cancer that has spread to her brain and you're one of about 20 people in the world who can save her. And I don't know if I could respect somebody who could walk away from a gift like that. So please don't hear the scans. It's pretty bad. So yeah, it's not, oh yeah, you can't not be a doctor because you have to save Izzy. It's like you have a very specific gift and it's not like, oh, you have a gift that people can enjoy. It's like you have a gift that can save lives. You can make the world a better place by keeping people alive. And that's like, and it's not, and it's because what he does is so specialized and because he is one of the best, like one of 20 people in the world that would be like able to actually help someone who has essentially a death sentence. I, I understand where she's coming from. Yeah. Of like to walk away. Like, yes, there is a burden that like is not something that I can comprehend when you are responsible for lives and you lose them. But there's also a burden of being like, did you even try to to save them? Yeah. Because that's worth considering. And people who go under this knife, 
and get these surgeries. They know the risks. They know the numbers. They know like they're consenting to it. I'm not saying it's not a big deal when people die because it is. But if you are trying to live and if you are trying to help people to stay alive, that is like a good thing. Yeah. But also fuck Derek. (laughs) Uh, And the other 19 Derek's in the world. Uh, So I, yeah, I, I, I like, I like this scene because Jessica and I have talked about, you know, like the things that emotionally we're, we're attracted to the other person. And there's something to be said about, someone's skills or their ambition or their desire. And the fact that Meredith is like, what it's not about being a surgeon. Ultimately you're like, Derek is setting her up with a shitty question. Would you still love me if I was, if I was a surgeon, she's like, no, but it has nothing to do with actually being a surgeon. It's about not respecting someone who could piss away this gift, which is what you're choosing to do. You fucking melodramatic self wallowing, a-hole which is what he's Mm -hmm. doing right now and again i say all those negative things it makes sense his feelings are valid yeah and i think that she does a great job with the explanation of like why she's like it's not like i can't respect someone who has this like gift who is not using it because again it's not like oh you have a gift where you can like you're a very talented artist and you can like create really great things and i like really think that artists should be valued more. Um, it, but it's not like, Oh, if you're choosing to like keep that gift to yourself and like just draw for yourself and not like publish your works to the world, that's your choice. But like, because of what his gift is, he has to be utilizing it to save people. Like, yeah. If he's just like in a research lab, like, like cutting into pretend brains, it's not really sharing the gift. It's not using the gift to its fullest ability. Um, if that makes sense. So like if you have this gift and your actual gift is keeping other human beings from dying, this does not just affect you. This affects numerous amounts of people. Yeah. And even the thing that I think doctor shows don't always do a good job of in these kind of moments is there's a ripple effect you save right. a life, that person is now a Does beacon it, to change It's not taken lives. away from there. If you're going to be upset about, you know, oh, how do you um, take, how do you live with taking away someone from their family? Then you have to look at it like if you're saving them, you're giving their family the gift of having them for the rest of their life as right. well. Right. And their children. And then the stories. And all the things that those kids can go out and do because they have a parent in their life for a little bit longer who can mold them into being a better person, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's a ripple effect. So yeah, yeah, no, I I think Meredith does a great job of explaining it. I'm so excited that we are going to do another episode today, like later on tonight, because I really just want to watch this next fucking episode right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also excited about the next one. uh, Spoilers. (laughs) Uh, So, okay. I know we're coming up close to our time. Anything else you want to say before we go into like rankings or predictions? Uh, I, I personally want to say great episode for Bailey. Um, yeah, really funny. Also the fact that, uh, what did she say? Um, we started the episode with Weber pissing me off and we ended the episode with Weber not pissing me off like because the first fucking hero. Yeah. The first time we see Weber, he's like, Hey Mark, where's Derek? You heard from Derek? Yeah. Meredith, hey, Meredith. You heard from Derek? And she's yeah. like, no, and I don't want to go talk to him again, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not here so that you can get Derek, you assholes. So, anyways, yeah, that, and I'm trying to think of any other notes that I have that I want to add in. Um, I think, I, I think we, we do also have that scene earlier where it's, it's, it, I felt like they were setting us up for a big, Derek Meredith kind of reconciliation when she's mm-hmm. like, I it's the not knowing if I'm single that makes me want to puke all damn day. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You know. Also, I like that. The, I feel like there was way more focus on the conversation that Derek had with Weber. Like that was way more climactic than the Meredith coming back. Like I like seeing yes. the reconciliation between the two of them, but I think putting the weight on what Weber said, um, 
is is what matters more because that's well first of all that's what helps him get to the point of the reconciliation with meredith but like what he said what he hears from weber like that's what kind of brings him back to reality and makes him understand that like it's not it's it's bigger than this this is not how it's gonna end yeah so i like that choice to have the yes like they show us the Meredith and Derek thing, but like, it's kind of just like at the end of the episode, it's not the meat of it all. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Should we rank it? I think we should. Should we take all of this creative artwork that these people have done and poured their lives into their acting skills and their <laughs> writing skills value on and it? put numer- yeah. <laughs> numerical value should. to it? <laughs> Ah, you know what I like it's, you know the number it's worth more than what they're being paid that's for absolutely sure. absolutely pay your writers and your actors yeah I, I just put that, that on a fucking t-shirt <laughs> yeah all right you go first okay I, I really i i don't know i think i have to say five i think i have to say five like for some reason i feel like it's 4.8 but i also feel like it's five and i think what's making me say 4.8 is just how mad Derek makes me. But I think the episode deserves a five and everything I said, I think reflects that. So I'm going to have to look at it more objectively and say it's a five. I'm going to tell you that I also rank this a five, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to tell you the thing that this episode lacks that almost took it away from me. Okay. There was no medical like crisis that happened. Right, no, but like, I think it's not a crisis, but I think the like wow factor of a face transplant is supposed yes. to take care of like a trauma. Yeah, and and, and I guess probably there can't be a trauma because Owen is drunk in the woods. Uh, right, the traumas well, <laughs> are all just sitting in the ambulances outside. They're all, no, they're all at thirteen. Remember, <laughs> right? Uh, th- that that's the only thing that I was kind of like when I watched this episode, I was like, fuck mm-hmm. five, right? Like I'm sitting, yeah. an episode can hit me emotionally and do all of these things. This is a five. This is great. Yeah. But the reason that I've given a five to that one episode where there wasn't a lot of the personal development was the dude's fucking organs falling out of his stomach in because of the bear. Right. Again, we've already talked about this. I don't need you to look at me like that. I've already retracted that, but I want you to know that oh, there was yeah. no equivalent. There was no equivalent to I that in this episode. I understand what you're saying. Dave had a, a other <laughs> other than <laughs> other than his his face looking the way it did. There was no. There was no. Oh wow, his heart exploded. Will he get his face anyways? Like we don't know. Um. So like but it was I think a relatively the picking up the baloney face was really supposed to be the wow yeah. moment. <laughs> That was the, oh, awesome. So yeah, it got a five for me. It almost was at a 4.9, but I can't, I can't live with myself if I don't tell you guys listening that this is a fucking five. This is a five. Yeah. Yeah. This so. is the emotional and also just like what this episode means for each character individually, like is huge, right? We're like yeah. a little past the midway point of the season, but this is really like, you can see like shit's about to like shit is ramping up. Like, is he's, a fucking patient in this hospital now like that's a big deal also let me just say for the record at this point in real time we know about the drama that's gone down with katherine heigl and the writers we as the viewers are like all right they're writing her off so you're confirming my prediction i'm not i'm telling you what we know that we have seen the drama but we also know she's in the middle of a contract so Hmm. hmm That's what we know. Hmm. That's the information we have as an audience at this point in time. Which, which is the same that I knew. I knew that she wasn't on the show forever. I knew she eventually get, gets written off somehow. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm, I, I'm, this is it. She dies. Right. I'm tr- quadruple, triple octupling down. She dies either on the season five finale or before it. She okay. does not go into season six. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Well, on that note, let's make a couple more predictions. Do you, uh, Derek, Derek on his own and then Derek and Meredith. Derek in the next episode will be back in the hospital working. Okay. And Derek and Meredith. Uh, they're, they're still good. There was never, I think that Derek has a lot of ground to make up for hitting a <laughs> fucking ring into the woods in front um, of her, in front of her. But I also, I want to also acknowledge also, I want to also, 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 also. <laughs> Fuck, Carmen, use more words. Uh, I would like to reiterate 
And circle back on, it seems like they've made Meredith's character more emotionally available and stable as a person to where she seems more able and willing to forgive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think that Meredith is going to get as much of the, the, the makeup swooning, uh, not swooning, uh, the, the wooing, the wooing through the makeup and like the, I'm trying to apologize for my actions and rectify mm-hmm. the situation from Derek that she deserves. Yeah. But I believe that she's in a place where she's being, she's willing to be more forgiving than right. maybe Derek is willing to give, which is more on him than it is on her. Uh, but I, I do think that they're good. They're, they're going to be back together and I think they're going to find the ring, but they're going to make that a big, a big deal when they find the ring. Okay, so you think the proposal is still um, still on track? Five finale, season five finale. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, Mark and Lexi. No, oh, yeah, we're for sure good. They're gonna get married and have um, babies in the show. Also, Megan will be pregnant while working. Okay. That's going to be uh, for a, a storyline. I they thought revisit. you were talking about our friend Megan because she like just messaged us, and I was like, "What? Oh no!" But no. I understand <laughs> now that we're talking about the show Megan, uh, the intern, because I forgot that Megan, the intern, was a character for a minute. So I was like, "What is happening?" It's uh, also okay. I'm going to predict. Shout out Megan. <laughs> Shout out Megan. Uh, special guest in the future? Question mark. <laughs> no. Uh, and also, it's Pierce's baby. So. It's Pierce's baby. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then um, it's Ryan's baby. Anything? I don't know if there's anyone else we need to predict. Do you have any other predictions? Bailey, Callie, Owen, Christine. I guess Owen and Christina. Uh, I I I like that they because they talked about how they hadn't had sex yet. Uh, they're gonna have sex within the next two episodes, and I think that's still within my window. What did I say? Three or four episodes. Yeah. I think I'm still well, in my window. I think you said three or four episodes several episodes ago but if you want to re-up it to now i would like ahead. to re-up it until now so w- this was 18 so by episode 20 they will have sex and that's a okay. final prediction i'm not kicking the can down the road you could tell me if i'm right or wrong by season five episode 20 okay so in two episodes yes okay um alex and izzy i guess I mean, he's, he's going to stay with her. So here's my only, here's my, no, Alex stays on the show. I'm predicting that Alex stays on the show. I, yeah, no, they, he stays with her until she dies. I'm keeping that prediction. Okay. I was thinking for a second that maybe she does beat it. And she's like, cause they're, they're really harping on the, there's no way I can beat the 5%. They could let her beat cancer and then she quits to go live her life. Mm-hmm. But Alex would go with her at that point. I think that they've established that he loves her, but I don't think Alex leaves the show. So I think I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep with her dying. I'm going to keep with her. Okay. dying. Yeah. Okay. But well, he stays great. with her through her death. Okay. Maybe Alrighty, even mercy well, kills then. her with a pillow. Oh, that's so nice of him. Yeah. Well, well he's a good literally. guy. He's healed too. <laughs> healed. He's healed, but he's a murderer. In a different way, the Derek's a murderer because he's actually a murderer. <laughs> right. And unhealed. Alrighty. So that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Alrighty. Well, um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please, please, please take a moment to share. Our audience is still growing and we love that. We just hope more and more people will continue to find us. Um, we want more people to find us. So please tell all of your friends and family. Um, you can follow us on our socials. You can email me again. If you're on Patreon, you can hop on discord and talk to our other patrons or us. Um, but if you see Carmen walking down the street, no spoilers, but let's take a quick selfie and we'll post it on the discord chat and we'll just be (laughs) friends forever. Uh, and thank you for everyone who has, uh, responded to all the Instagram messages. It's, it's, it is truly so great to see, like Kelsey said, our, our audience is growing and we have the best fans in the world. Uh, so thank you guys for that. No spoilers, no spoilies, and we'll see you all in the next one. <laughs>